Welcome to Make It A Take It Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Here we do authentic takes, facts over feelings. I am Chris. My boy Shot is across from me. We here, man. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Yeah, we're going to get right into it. Uh, first things, we starting off right top. We got sleeper teams off the bat. Uh, obviously, a lot of offseason moves came out this year. Uh, a lot of rotations, definitely a lot of crazy little signings. We had a little pause in the offseason, uh, but we're going to get right into it with these sleeper teams. So, Sean, I'll let you kick it off with your first one. So, my first one, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to go with the Detroit Pistons. That's my first mm-hmm. sleeper team. So, the Pistons yeah. is the one in my pick because the moves they made and because they star Kay Cunningham, who averaged 17, 5 and 5 last season. I expect him to take a jump up into that, like, you know, 20, 20, 23 type range, you know. Combination of him and Bagley last year was nice too. Towards the end of the season, it was definitely, you know, connecting on all cylinders. And um, they got this new kid, this J- uh, Ivy, Jaden Ivy. Jayden yeah, Jaden Ivy, Jaden Ivy, yep. Yeah, yeah, he he that guard from Purdue. You know, he averaged 17 and five last year too. They got yeah. that sneak Gray. And in addition to Bogdanovich, pretty tough, I would oh, wow. say, you know. And with those names, they got a solid, you know, Small ball lineup, so you can't uh, you can't really you know, count the Pistons out. I, you know, I don't know if they're gonna be crazy good, but they're gonna be in that bottom half of the that bottom half of the East. I think they'll be fighting for a playing spot. I, okay, I was just about to ask, just because I I was about to ask where you thought that they like kind of ranked uh or they were where they was gonna stack up or like finish, just because obviously the East the East is obviously the East was good for the last couple seasons, so now the East is really good. Um, right. especially with everybody coming back healthy. So, uh, honestly, man, it, it, I don't even know. So, <laughs> I don't even know. So, last year they finished They finished with – they finished at 23 and 59 last year at the bottom half of the East. I personally think they'll be closer to that 35-40 rand mark. Okay. Nothing too crazy, you know, nothing too crazy. Right. Okay. Uh, now, I, I, I don't know about the Pistons, G. I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I definitely like Kate Cunningham. He's definitely good. That connection with Marvin Bagley that you were saying, uh, at the end of last year after that trade, uh, you definitely can see that they was developing something. And you know, bro, Hoopers, bro, they be hooping all offseason. So I would not be surprised if we saw a lot more passes. Like if Kate Cunningham assists go up, Marvin Bagley overall, his uh, field goal percentage goes up, I would not be surprised. Um, especially Detroit is young, bro. Uh, they're super duper young, obviously. And they scrappy a little bit. They they got that chip on them a little bit. And Kane, I think he, I think he gonna really come into his own. I'm not gonna lie, he's not gonna be I think so too. crazy this year, but I think he's gonna take a a little extra jump. For sure. And I think especially with them uh, shipping off Jeremy Grant to Portland, that kind of that opens the door for like K to be him. Like this, like K had his look, like he had a good rookie season type shit. You feel me? But now, now we really gonna see. Um, how he gonna stack up as like that first option because that's obviously the role that he's stepping into. Right, right. So for your first sleeper, who you got, bro? Let me hear it. First sleeper team I got this season, I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I understand like they not like a sexy mm. team. They not, you know, that they not the you know the best team. You know, they they had a really good showing last year though. Um, obviously Darius Garland showed that he can hoop, and I'm talking about hoop because uh, that man was hooping. Uh, I don't even know how else to put it, bro. Darius Garland was hooping. Jared Allen, obviously, both of them ended up being all-stars at the end of the season. Jared Allen averaging 15 and 10. Darius Garland had uh, almost a double-double. He had 21 and nine assists a game, bro. 
mind you, the, the Cavs was not all that bad at all. Even if you remember earlier on in the season two, they was like top four in the East. Like when the Bulls were like that one, two, they was also up there with them before the All-Star break. Right. So, so yeah. They was definitely a solid, mm-hmm. super solid team. Um, but obviously, then you have Evan Mobley, and we can't forget Evan Mobley was almost rookie of the year. Like we know, Scotty Barnes was you know a dog on defense, but Evan Mobley did not like miss rookie of the year by that much. Like he still averaged fifteen and eight when he played. I was just about to say a solid fifteen and eight. You can't like, argue that, man. Like when, how like how often do we see rookies coming in at the four? And he's not, he is an undersized four. Like, he's not a traditional four. Like, he's not no AD. Like, obviously, it's his, you know, his last year was his first year. Over time, he's going to put on the muscle, of course. Right. right when right. have you seen a four really come in the league almost a double-double, bro? Yeah. You got Joel Embiid probably did it. Uh, Jokic. I know Jokic probably did it. You got, of course, uh, TD did it. Shaq did it. Uh, oh, come on, bro. Like, it's that, that's an elite group list of names to be in um, coming into your second season. And he's shooting 50% from the field. That's a fact. Now yeah. you take that, plus you got the veterans that have been there, uh, obviously Kevin Love and all of them, and then you go out and you grab Donovan Mitchell. The man just came off of a 26.5 assist, three rebound season with the Utah Jazz, bro. Obviously they underwhelmed in every aspect, um, late season, postseason, but we kind of expect that with Utah at this point. Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, but obviously adding Mitchell uh, to this group, I definitely think that not only are they able to make the playoffs, I honestly think, and this is this is probably going to be my hot take, I honestly think the Cavaliers can yeah. land a spot in the sixth or seventh spot in the mm. Okay. I think that they're good enough not to make the play in. That's 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 what I'm gonna go with. I think that they are good enough not to make the play in. That's about to be nasty, bro. That's about to be nasty. People don't have to really see them. And it's not like they small. We gotta we can't forget Jared Allen was hurt at the end of the season. Like Jared Allen is a dog. That man is a glass cleaner, bro. On defense, he grabbed boards. He finished, bro. Jared Allen is a good man on the. He's a good partner on the pick and roll. Uh, he does everything right for a big man. He has solid feet work, bro. I, honestly, I really do like Jared Allen. And again, he he was averaging a double double last season. I think by adding Donovan Mitchell, that element, I think Jared Allen can also uh, be one of those candidates for like some positive regression. Um, at his points, I definitely can see Jared Allen becoming like a, a twenty twenty two and like eleven twelve uh, consistently. Uh, throughout the season, to be honest with you. Also, off the bench, you got Isaac Okoro. You got um, Karis LeVert, who obviously when he played with the uh, when he played with the Pacers was a dog. You know, you only, you only got a, a lot of big names. You obviously, you got Ray John Rondo still there. Obviously, Colin Sexton is still there. And Colin Sexton, obviously, he got, you know, coming off of an injury. Uh, Dean Wade is another guy that I think is going to be a, a pretty solid role player this year. Bro, they got a deep team. I'll, you got Lori. I can't – I don't even know how I forgot Lori. You got Lori marketing uh, on that team too, bro. So, you, they definitely got a little deep uh, squad. Um, I definitely think that this team is, is solid enough uh, to make the playoffs. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know if they're solid enough to make it past the first round. Right. And the crazy thing is, it don't, don't got to be sexy to work. They're not a sexy team, but they got right. names. They got, they got pieces. Names. And sometimes, bro, that's all that matters. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. Obviously, we saw with uh, the Spurs, that, that Spurs dynasty. Right. Obviously, outside of Tim Duncan, before they all like had names, nobody was talking Manu or obviously, well, TP, they were talking about TP, but obviously, you know, Greg was obviously doing Greg, you know, shit. Right. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely like um, the Cavaliers going into this next season. Or right, to pivot, going into uh, another sleeper team, Rashad, what's your second team, bro? All right, man. So, my second sleeper team, I'm going to go with the Clippers. So, the Clippers, you know, they kind of been a laughing stock of the NBA. Everybody know what the Clippers do. Yep. They call them overrated, you know, playoffs, health, and history, all that shit. You know, all that plays in the part of what, what, how do people feel about the Clippers? Of course. So, um, I feel like they're going to make some noise. They're really going to make some noise based on the fact that they was doing it without Kawhi. They was doing it without PG. Facts. So, you know, you, you can't really argue that. So, top team struggled against them. They struggled against their length, their firepower. But it was health that always kind of, you know, killed the Clippers. Everybody going to bring up the 3-1 lead, which is, you know, crazy. All the time. But, so, but that's just what it is. So, I say they're a sleeper because without Kawhi, the whole year, you know, they went 45, I mean, my bad, 47 and 25. Yeah. That's a better record than the Lakers. That's a really good record. Yeah. That's a really good record with no Kawhi. That's tough. With no Kawhi. So, that's why I got them up there, for sure. And um, record-wise, I see them taking a jump to around that 60-win area. Yes, sir. Okay, that's that's enough to win, uh, win the West. That's enough to win the West, and that kind of segues into my hot take. My hot take is they have 60 wins and they're in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, okay. I like that. That's tough. You got the Clippers for sure. Bro, they got a bench like Lou Kennard, Reggie Jackson. Uh, You got the Ford brother. They are so – you got uh, Nicholas Batum. That squad is deep, bro. And they didn't even have Kawhi last year, and they still did pretty decent um, yep. in the playoffs. So I, I definitely think the uh, the Clippers are, are – they're definitely going to be a team to sleep on just because everybody kind of, like, brushes them to the side because of all the injury history. It's all it's always going to be, a, oh, well, Kawhi going to get hurt, all oh, the low management and Paul – listen, right. listen, listen. Fuck all of that. Kawhi – have you – bro, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen that picture of uh, uh, Kawhi, his thigh, his, like... Bro, it was calling him the thigh Leonard. Bro, come on, bro. He is <laughs> not playing, bro. He not playing. That man is ready to play defense for 70, 75 games. I'm telling you, bro. Kawhi Leonard is locked in. He going to take his rest days. Every superstar is going to take their rest days. It's, it's 2022. That's, what, that's the NBA that we live in now. It's, we got to get over it. Everybody, yeah. we're not playing 82 games, bro. We got to get over that. We got to get over and I gotta, I got to make a quick point about that. See, I know we're not playing 82 games no more, but I feel like the load management has, to, and I ain't trying to get too far away from the topics we got, but it has All right. reached a, a point where it's just, like, ridiculous. But I'm going to go ahead and let you finish. Go ahead, bro. For sure. No, no, no. I, 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 we'll get into that. That's definitely a topic for later. For sure. But no, for I, sure. I definitely yeah, like the, the – uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, the Clippers definitely. I got them in there. And then Paul George, him being healthy, you know, he still gotta, you know, take it slow, you know, be cautious. But I feel like it's definitely gonna, um, it's definitely gonna be a good season for these Clippers. It's definitely gonna be different. And then Ty Lue is just Ty Lue is just Ty Lue. Like Ty Lue, everybody, Ty Lue. that's everybody a great hit. Yeah, they don't take that into consideration. They don't take into consideration where he hit that team without those two players. Yeah. So right. with those two guys and the additions they got, and John Wall. I know yeah. we haven't seen John Wall in a long time, but I feel oh, like John God. Wall will have a bounce-back season. Mm-hmm. He's not on my bounce-back list at all, but I feel like he's going to have one. Him opening up about his mental health, it kind of made yeah. him a little more vulnerable. I kind of feel like he kind of came out, you know, he kind of just came out in the way and was just like, you know, this me. This is what I struggle with. Right. So I feel like since that's off his chest, he feel more vulnerable and comfortable with these guys, like him and Kawhi joking back and forth in training camp. Kawhi telling him his shoes is nice, they should be new balance, yeah, but they yeah. can't be so he can pass. <laughs> Stuff like right. that, you know. So I feel right. like that that's definitely a, a good sign for that team. Who you got for your ne- your next sleeper team? Let's hear it. All right. So my next sleeper team is gonna be the New Orleans Pelicans. Bro, so check this out. Wow. Obviously. New Orleans Pelicans, they snuck, when I say snuck, I mean they snuck into the playoffs. Uh, they snuck um, into into getting into the actual uh, first round. Obviously, they did not make it uh, too far. But, obviously, the addition of um, Valanchunas, obviously the addition of C.J. McCollum. Now they get Zion Williams back. Then they signed him to a $5 million, $193 million extension. Obviously, this team is locked and loaded going forward. I guarantee you, this team is going to be one of the biggest teams that people sleep on. And then, obviously, we know that the trades had some type of effect on some of these numbers. But C.J. McCollum is coming off of 24 points, four rebounds, five assists, shooting 49% from the field. Brandon Ingram coming off 25, five and five, shooting 46% in the field. Jonas Valanciunas was averaging a double-double. 18 and 11 rebounds, and you take that, and you take Zion, and we can even we'll take a scale of what Zion was in 2020, the last time he played 27.7 rebounds, three assists, and 61 games that he played that year. So, you telling me there's a possibility I can have a 20 point score per game in CJ McCollum, 23 to 25 points in, in Brandon Ingram. Obviously, Jonas Valanciunas' numbers are going to come down a little bit because Zion is back. But even if he puts up 15 and 8, if he put up 15 and 8, and we let Zion put up 25 and 8, I'm telling you right now, put it today. Today at, what is it, September 29th at 10, 10 p.m. If everybody stay healthy and the bench they got with Herb Jones and Devontae Graham and, and Jackson Hayes, Feel it. Come on, bro. If we if we just take who they got on the bench, bro, and we give them a like a little bit of a chance, that team is the number three team in the West this season. Number wow. three. Wow. Number wait, wait, three. Wait, 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 wait. So you got them jumping from eighth in the West to third. Yes. That's hey, a listen, big jump. Listen, but you have to understand. Last year, everybody 
they didn't even get CJ McCollum into like the last like twenty or so games that he played, or or it was like it was probably even less than that. They didn't have Brandon Ingram until like the second half of the season. So if we gonna sit here and we we giving all of the the weight of the team to Devontae Graham and Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes and Herb Jones, I mean, we're truthfully. If we looking at ourselves in the mirror, where are we putting that team? 14th, right? But this is a new look Pelicans team. This is not the same New Orleans Pelican team we saw at the beginning of 2021. This is a completely revamped team. They got a healthy Zion Williams or Zion Williamson, and he, I don't, I, 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 he, they just dropped a, a picture a couple of days ago at media day is uh, shredded. The man has dropped like 15 pounds or 20 Imagine pounds. Imagine being paid this damn thing. That's crazy. And he, we, he's 6'8". And everybody was talking about, oh, he's not going to be able to, to be in the league that long with all that weight. What weight? What weight? They were talking all that He did drop off. To be honest, I was one of those people that was skeptical about his weight. Yes. And obviously, he's coming off a broken foot, right? So, of course, he had to lose some of the weight. But. I think uh, I think him finally being healthy. Uh, we saw a couple clips of him dunking. Now we see him like completely shredded. Uh, like we rounding out about like a month or so before the season starts. So I like it. I like the. Um, they definitely jumped up uh, in my ranks after seeing him uh, dunk again, and after seeing him like uh, his physical. Obviously, are back at uh, pro level. Um, so all all of that. Um, and then you have a, that new coach with uh, Willie Green, who was right, with right. The, the 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 um, he was with the Warriors and Phoenix, and then uh, obviously his last couple of uh, years he was an assistant coach. So I'm just saying they this is a brand new team. We cannot come into this thinking that this is a 2021 team. So I'm gonna finish this by saying the New Orleans Pelicans will be a top three team in the West come playoff time. Okay. 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 So that's your uh, take for that team, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's solid. That's solid. All right. Moving on. So the, our next segment of our podcast, we got breakout players for the 2022 season. Um, off rip. I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna take it off, shy. So I'm gonna say yep, one yep, of my yep. breakout players for this next upcoming season is obviously the runner-up rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. I already, we already okay, went okay. over. We already went yeah, over the team. You big on Evan, I see. Huh? I said you big on Evan, I see. Listen, check this out. I'm big on the Cleveland Cavaliers this year because they are a team that genuinely got better. They went out to get better, and they did get better. So, if again, we already talked about it. 15, 8, and 3 for Evan Mobley. His rookie year. So, if we get everybody healthy for a full season, he's coming into his second year. He's more comfortable in the league. I'm taking Evan Mobley over a lot of these, a lot of these second-year players. I'm taking him over Frank Wagner. I'm taking him over Josh Giddy. I'm taking him over Jalen Green. Like, I really think that Evan Mobley really has the best shot to be the second, the best second-year player. And I know Scotty Barnes is going to have a crazy season. 
But I really think Evan Mobley takes the turn this year uh, with Cleveland. I definitely think that, that he is going to be one of them breakout players. Um, as far as his final outlook, I'm definitely seeing Evan Mobley being um, average in a double-double for sure. I'm definitely seeing him being somewhere between like that 18, 20, uh, 18, 20, 10, and 11 rebounds uh, kind of season for him. Shooting probably 52% from the field. And I definitely think he's going to okay. uh, develop a, his three-point shot a lot more uh, this second season. All right, that's solid. That's solid. I can't argue with that. You definitely came uh, strong for you, man. Evan, for sure, I can't even argue that. So my breakout, my first breakout would have to be my man, LaMelo Ball. Mm, so, talk to me because everybody talk about this man over hype, bro. You gotta I'm, talk to me now. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to say, you know what's crazy? I'm I wasn't even one of those guys that really rolled the hype train when all that okay. stuff was going on. I just had to wait to see how it went because really, when that hype train was going on, it was mainly Lonzo, but yeah. the Ball Brothers as a whole Facts. was that unit. So, but I could see the numbers, Bryce, based on his play and the past production. Um, you know, he had good games this year that showed Flash as an all-star. He had 38, shot 50% from the field, had six rebounds and nine assists versus the Nets, and he had five triple-doubles last season, given he only had one the season before. So, and um, as far as his numbers rising, like I said, his first year, he had um, 15 points, five rebounds, eight mm-hmm. assists per game, shot 35% from three, Solid. 43% from the field. So, you know. Not bad, but the second year it went up. He shot twenty point. He got twenty points each game, seven rebounds, six assists. So based on the numbers, they're rising. That's why I got him as a breakout player, and just him in general. He got that flair. He got that flash, and I feel like he's getting more comfortable being in that market. Like he's not one of those players that gave off what Zion gave off. Like man, I don't really like the small market. I need bigger. We right. haven't heard from LaMelo Ball. He really embraced his position. I think that's him just being under MJ and being under, you know, that structure. I feel like maybe they didn't have that one-on-one and stuff like that, but I feel like that's just what it's from, you know. So that's just okay. where I got him. But as far as where I got him in the Hornets right next year, I probably have to say they're in that lower half, you know, fighting with teams like Atlanta in that 7 okay. spot, you know. Sure. So nothing too crazy, but that's take funny that, I got him. What'd you say? I was gonna say that's funny that you mentioned um, Atlanta because I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where Atlanta is gonna end up this season because uh, obviously last year they ended up uh, eighth. I think I want to say that they were eighth. Uh, they had right. over forty wins for sure, but it wasn't. It was maybe like 41, 42, possibly forty three. Uh, it wasn't that crazy, but yeah, for sure. And my hot take on Lamelo is. He and the hunt for most improved. Yeah. Now what yeah. just came off a decent little year. So you think he gonna so what what you you got like numbers you thinking or or yeah, you so I feel like he gonna be in that for the most improved, he may be in that twenty-six, eight and five range. Twenty-six, eight. Yo, you talking you talking all you know what's crazy? That's kind of like in the Trey Young, you know. Yeah, that is that's definitely in that that little realm of uh yeah. Now like, now you think that they own like the same type playing field or or him and Trey? Him and Trey, yeah. Not at all. No, not at all. 
Okay. I'm not saying him and Trey on the same playing field. Okay. I'm just saying like he can take a dip into that range. You know, I feel like he's just one of those players that's just gonna steadily improve. And I feel like he's gonna be in that bro. That's only what an extra couple layups, two more threes yeah. a game. That's not he there. Yeah, that's not none. Now, yeah, now obviously, um, with the whole uh, you know Miles Bridges situation, obviously this off season, um, obviously he probably not gonna have that piece in that offense, right? So, That's true. do are are you do you anticipate that light gets a little greener? You know. Mm, okay, so you think he he gonna fill in for uh, that point differential of him uh, Miles Bridges not playing for sure. And like I said, it didn't have to be nothing crazy. It ain't nothing but a few extra buckets a game. So he could still facilitate and do Lamelo shit because he's gonna do that regardless. That's just how he always played. He gonna get that ball off. He gonna be flashy. But as far as making up for that point differential, I think he will for sure. And it don't okay. even got to be a crazy jump. He's just going to get a few more buckets. That's it. So, yeah, I got I definitely got him in the rank for most improves because that's just a little jump that Ja made. But sure. I don't know if it's going to be as electric as Ja's was. It might. You never know because we you are never, talking you about You really never know. I was about to say, you never really know. Yeah, because when I'm talking about this jump, that's five and six points. So you definitely got to be consistently getting more buckets. But I think LaMelo is able to do that. And I think he's getting more comfortable in Charlotte. And just being in the league in general. This year three. So I think he'll be decent. Okay. No, nah, that's and then that's... Back when he was overseas, all his numbers just steadily rose. I know like he missed a few games in one of the spots. So he only played a few, but at one spot he played 12 games and his numbers went up. So you can steadily you can see him steadily incre- increase over time. So I, I say a five point jump is not nothing too drastic. Okay. LaMelo with a five point jump this year. Honestly. I'm not going to lie. I, it's not like that I can't see it happening. It's just, I think for me, I was so against this, like, LaMelo hype train, I feel. And it's crazy because I love Lonzo. Like, Lonzo, obviously, that's my, you know, he played for the ER guard, though. You feel me? So, it's yeah, it's probably sure. a little different. But I think with the, the whole LaMelo, he's he going to have to prove it to me. I think that's what it is. And, I, and I'm not saying that he ain't, you know, he ain't proving it. I was going to say, what, do you, what does he have to prove? But but I'm saying to get to that level of what you saying that Trey Young, I'm yeah, come on, like cause come on, a a, a perennial All Star is Trey Young. Like we got to get Lamelo a, a couple All Stars. He has. We can, he, we can I start would say, this man I wouldn't call him a perennial All Star. I would just say this year he would make that jump. This year he's making an All Star game, I believe. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay, I like that take. And actually, since so, we were talking about Trey, you might as well segue into my second breakout player uh, this upcoming year is not actually going to be Trey Young, but it's going to be DeJounte Murray. I definitely believe DeJounte Murray is going to be a very, very pivotal piece to this team. And here's why. Just, just off bat, last season, we have DeJounte Murray averaging in the, in the uh, 61 games he played, I believe. We'll fact check that. But in the 61 games that he played last season, he has averaged 21, 8, and 9. So 21 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Now, shooting 46% from the field and having two steals a game. 
let's let's put that into reference. Okay. Yeah. Our defensive Long player of the year did not average two steals a game. I'm gonna leave it at that. DeJounte Murray is a on ball clamp machine. The man can guard probably one through three. I'm not going to sit here and say that this man is going to guard a, a five. Like, he's not, you know, he's not guarding Giannis or Joe. Like, you know, we're not guarding none of them. But I think he, he can definitely guard um, anybody his side, and I definitely think he can guard um, a wing. Um, obviously, now, you can say that, like, him averaging close to that double-double is because he was on a, a mediocre Spurs team, right? But, like, let's keep it a bean. If he averaging twenty eight or twenty eight and nine with Keldon Johnson, Derek White, Jacob Patel, Doug McDermott, like who, who? Now obviously everybody like these are not like it's the NBA, but this he ain't hooping with nobody. He wasn't hooping with nobody, so he goes to an, a significant upgrade. He gets Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdan, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Herder. Cam Reddish is still, or Cam just went to uh, the Knicks. Then he still got Clint Capella. Like they, they got a very, very, very good squad over there. Um, I think the Atlanta Hawks are definitely going to be one of the, the teams that are slept on the most. Um, but I definitely think that with Dejounte Murray coming here, I think his points may go down, but his assist numbers are going to skyrocket because I definitely think he's going to take some assists away from Trey Young. And I think that they're probably going to use Trey Young in a lot of off-ball movements to get him open. Yeah, that's not bad. So as far as DeJounte, I definitely think he will. Given it with his career, he's literally went up, bro. Every year, went up. Numbers steadily improved. And I know most players do that, but it's not what you do. It's how the players do it. Like, you see how he's doing it defensively and offensively. He definitely growing into, you know, if he get a little more size, he'll be better. But yeah, Johnson Murray definitely got it, bro. That's definitely not a bad person uh, to go with. I mean, a bad player to go with. So can't knock that one. Johnson sure. definitely a real bucket getter, a real bucket getter. So speaking of real hoopers, speaking of real um, bucket getters, I got Anthony Edwards, bro. He he he, one of my other breakouts. That's a fact. simple fact. His numbers really not gonna say it, but. Even though they have one up, it's not nothing major. But the eye test with Anthony Edwards is just ridiculous. Like, you can see it. You can see his aggressiveness, his confidence, his work ethic. That's why I feel like he'll make a decent-sized jump. And based on his numbers, like I said, it sounds like a bad take. But the eye test for him really do it for me, bro. The patience and everything, them really two things that really stick out to me. And then he played the most minutes on his team last year while statistically having – you know, a better year. So you can't really get mad at that. And, you know, his durability. And did you see that picture of him? The man looked beefed up. He like does? The man looking, oh, yeah. yeah he definitely his, uh, his brawn, his brawn uh, into the, his cab finger type shit right now. Yeah, man. Like, the man just got beefy. And he put out big games these past two seasons in the play-in and For playoffs. Sure. Big games. Big yep, games. Big, big games, bro. He had 36 against the Grizzlies. And then that same series, he had 30. And then the playing game, he had 30 and 5 against the Clippers. Hooping. So the man really hooping. Like, so I definitely am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. 
I like Anthony, uh, especially because that Timberwolves, obviously, them adding. Um, obviously, I'm talking about long term, but obviously, I would, hold on. No, I really do like Anthony Edwards. Obviously, um, long term with that whole team success, them adding Rudy Gobert in the offseason, uh, that's obviously going to free up Carl Anthony Towns to actually be that true scorer that we know that he can be. He less likely is like, now going to have to be as much of a defensive presence now that Rudy Gobert is there. Now that does in some weird way, open up the floor for Anthony Edwards, because if you now take Carl Anthony Towns, who was primarily inside the paint, I don't know how we'll say like 65% of 65%, 75% of the entire like game and you take that and you take 25%. So now he's playing half in, half out when Rudy on the bench, he in. When Rudy on the court, he half in, half out, giving the defense multiple looks. You can't tell me that Anthony Edwards coming on the on a, a backdoor D-Lo and boom, lob. You can't tell me Anthony Edwards coming off of a kick uh, and that's opening up, giving him an option. Exactly. And get it, he just there's so many different possibilities because Carl Anthony Towns is able to be uh, that true stretch for them. I absolutely agree with you, bro. I definitely think uh, Anthony Edwards is definitely going to be uh, one of those players that really make you go, damn, maybe he should have won rookie of the year, which I have been saying since he got drafted. But whatever. Uh, I, I definitely like Anthony Edwards uh, this year, especially for a breakout. So, uh, so who do you have as your comeback players for next uh, next episode? Comeback, I got Jamal Murray, and I'll do Jeremy Grant. Okay, I got Kawhi, AD, and Russ. Ooh, oh, we on three? Hold on, let me write that down. AD, Russ, Kawhi. Yeah, I'll think of somebody else, too. That's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Make sure y'all tune in to the next episode where we're going to have our comeback players and we're going to also have our end-of-the-season, pre-season uh, outlooks. Um, and exclusively on this podcast, just something special we're going to do, just because LeBron James is having a, a, a historic season this upcoming year. Every single week that we will have this podcast, we will be updating um, his scoring total just so that uh, you will be able to know exactly how many points he has um, at exact moments. Um, and we will obviously be updating you on our Twitter account as well. Make sure you actually follow us at Make It A Take A Podcast um, on Twitter. Make It A Take A Podcast on Apple. Make It A Take A Podcast on Spotify. With that being said, this is Chris and Rashad from the Make It A Take A Podcast. Remember, if you're going to make it, you better be able to take it. Facts. This race to 38. Let's see how he do, man. Let's do it. Let's get it.